maybe I'll go with my overall like biggest surprise, cool, nearly yeah. thing that I think has seen happen in the last three months now um, is really college athletes like using their NIL for good. Mm-hmm. You've seen so many that have created um, or done fundraising campaigns for a good cause or put together um, a different website where people can donate to a cause or giving back their proceeds or even making appearances with groups and or running clinics and camps for free. And Welcome to Name Image Likeness, the podcast dedicated to the NIL world. I'm Wheeler. And I'm Chrissy. And we serve on the NIL compliance team for VictoryFi. VictoryFi provides life skills training workshops and contract disclosure toolkits to collegiate athletic programs. And today we will be speaking with Michelle Meyer, the founder of the NIL Network. Michelle was raised in Santa Cruz, California before attending and playing volleyball at UC Santa Barbara. She's held head coaching positions at Pepperdine in Hawaii, and she even did a lot of work with the USA volleyball team from 2015 to 2018. Michelle founded a beach volleyball consulting company prior to founding the NIL Network in 2020. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. Hello, guys. Hey, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing well. We're wonderful. So, Michelle, we've just been chatting off mic a little bit about all that you're doing, and you're doing a ton, so we're really excited to get into all of this. But do you want to kind of introduce yourself to everyone, tell them about your really amazing company that we're excited to kind of get into. Yeah, sure. Um, So as I said, my name is Michelle Meyer. Um, I founded NIL Network in November of 2020, um, kind of in anticipation of all these rule changes that would come this year, really looking at it at the end of last year. And I think a little bit due to to COVID, things got swept under the rug and we knew that all the deadlines uh, were coming in 2021, especially with Florida's initial bill that was going into effect on July 1st. And I just wanted to create a hub of, of resources and information where athletes, coaches, administrators can all get the information that they need and make this transition to the new era of collegiate sports as smooth as possible for uh, as many people as possible. That's really cool. And, you know, one person also, like parents, because these are, you know, we don't want to, they're kids, they're kids going to college. And so parents are going to be heavily involved as well. So we all know who's really doing some research, click on the (laughs) internet, you know, parents are definitely involved as well. That's going to be really interesting. Um, So you said building out a network. Can you kind of explain a little bit more what you're trying to do? Like, are you trying to connect people to vendors or are you just trying to, you know, make uh, information more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, transparent? I think that especially how everything kind of ended up settling on the end of June with the NCAA essentially punting NIL just back to the institutions and the states um, caught a lot of people by surprise and are a lot of institutions and athletes and whatnot. And um, but there are a lot of new people in this industry. I think we're already projected at hundred million dollars in the first couple of months and expected Wild. to grow up to a billion dollars in by 2025 or so. And I really want NIL network just to be the, the hub of all the information of, of like a trusted resource for athletes to go to when they're looking to find a potential um, management agency, or if they need a tax accountant that's working in the collegiate athlete space where, um, Eventually, my, my space that I'm going with it really is to create more of a rating and review type directory um, that, you know, athletes and administrators, when they get a budget for NIL resources, they can go and see what are the, the ones that have been doing great work in this space and hire them to work with their athletes. Because I think there's 
obviously in any new industry, a lot of hesitation um, and you just don't know what's good and, and who to trust right now. So, um, and yeah, that's going to take a while to build out with as in any kind of a new thing, but that's essentially where I'm going with it. Oh, that's so wonderful. And, and you were a student athlete and you played professionally, you've coached. So what did, how did that play into you developing this? You know, how did you realize what was important and maybe what wasn't in terms of NIL information and education? Yeah, I think that, um, a lot of my, probably more of my, my time at USA volleyball. So kind of my posts, um, post-athletic career and even post-coaching career when I was around a lot of these junior athletes, these recruits, um, and a lot of uh, collegiate beach volleyball athletes as well, is when, you know, I started talking to them just about their experience on campus or even as recruits, what it looks like and what questions they're starting to have. And this isn't really around NIL as much. And obviously, like you guys said before, talking to gosh, probably thousands of parents um, <laughs> and really understanding a lot of the, the college space and some of these concerns that, that they all have going into this. And I think when NIL started becoming a thing in 2019, I started revisiting some of those athletes and those conversations and just getting an idea of you know what their concerns were. Were they going to look to monetize their NIL or if they were, what were the different ways that they'd want to do that? Um, and since then, it's obviously grown and boomed in a lot of different ways. And I think I just kind of keep those athletes, you know, I'm texting with them and really seeing, Hey, like, has your university talked to you guys yet about NIL? How's your program going? Um, and I think, like I said, they have people in their DMS reaching out to them, different brands. Hey, have you heard of this brand, this marketing agency? And so it's really just kind of, I guess, a really anecdotal. And again, from the niche sport, but most sports are niche sports, um, and trying to understand what the, what the needs are there. Absolutely. Oh, that is just so interesting. Yeah. And, you know, I was actually watching another interview that you um, had uh, relatively recently, and you're talking about niche sports. And, you know, I guess volleyball kind of hits home to you. Um, so I, I played basketball in college. I was, I was Division three, And so the NIL opportunities weren't going to be banging my door down. I'm just going to be honest. But I do agree with what you mentioned on that, where you're talking about, hey, this could open up opportunities for students, athletes to actually you know, connect to the younger people in the community who who look up to these role models who who want to pay for camps. Like they, parents want to get the student athletes uh, connected to these these uh, these kids that that want to you know um, get some lessons for volleyball or you know yeah. g- hey go to training go go watch how it's actually done and be around these role models. Um, I think there's definitely some nil opportunities for that, and I know you're kind of passionate about that as well. Yeah. So I actually just read a, an article today, and I believe it was Nebraska baseball. But I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it was a couple of players from Nebraska baseball that hosted a clinic uh, last weekend with young athletes. And they had some quotes in there from like an 11-year-old boy that's just like, it's so great to have, like, be around these fantastic Aww. baseball players. And um, they just really look up to these guys. And in a lot of ways, and especially in places that don't necessarily have professional sports, like the college athletes are their celebrity stars and they follow them and they go to all their games and to be able to have that access now and, you know, work alongside some of those pro athletes. And I'm sure they get them together, you know, afterwards and answer all their questions about the college experience and what it means to be a college baseball player. And I, I mean, I look back on, on my roster when I coached at Hawaii and I, I know that most of my players would be so 
would have really taken advantage of that opportunity to do private lessons or to run a little club on Oahu or whatever that would have looked like. So now I'm really happy and I'm excited to see what happens next summer when they have a little bit more time leading into it to put together some different. But that is really interesting to think about that these colleges, they're everywhere. So, you know, our business, we're trying to reach out to schools and provide a service to them. You know, this NIL industry that that you mentioned is kind of growing. So we wanted to be a part of that and we're, we're still actively trying, but there are colleges all over the place. And, you know, in some of these cities that you're just not really too familiar with, you're right. There are kids there. There are, you know, families, communities there that kind of look up to those those, scho- those schools for, you know, opportunities and you know, role models. So that's really, really interesting to think about. And, it, and it's building like that kind of like aspirational mindset, I guess, in the same way. Like, again, when I was at USA Volleyball, we were always trying to connect our national team players to come and like you know, even make an appearance with our junior athletes at the tryouts or at certain clinics or whatnot, because they just look up to them so much. And if they can build that, um, you know, celebrity and that's who they want to be, it also builds that athlete, that pro athletes, or in this case, college athletes, their own brand, and that they're going to have more followers and make themselves known in the community. So I think it, it's really a win-win on both sides of that. Absolutely. Community building is so important. That is absolutely. Yeah. So um, student athletes opportunities. So your hot take on that. Do you think it's going to be more of, um, you know, put a Coke can in front of somebody and somebody and say like, hey, I love this product. Or do you see it going more service driven where, you know, trade time and, you know, personal interaction for monetary benefit? Which way do you think like it's going to trend eventually? Mm, that's a great question. Um one of the things I'm, I'm also really excited about is to see, like, from the endorsement side, more local businesses getting involved. So it's mm-hmm. not like the big, um, you know, like the, the national brands, but more of the local ones that bring these athletes in for to make appearances or um, even, you know, if they're doing social media endorsements. Because I think a lot of, and especially in the, the smaller towns, that a lot of those followers of the athlete are probably local and they're probably university students. And so that promo to back to the uh, local business could be really cool. Um, I think that, yeah, in terms of the the services, um, gosh, I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a really cool opportunity. And I think the entrepreneurial side and really gaining those life skills and how you put together even a camp um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what it means to market something out and what kind of insurance you need and registering a facility, all of those type of things. I, I'm not sure it's, again, something an athlete can necessarily do during the school year when their schedule is already jam-packed. But again, looking into to summertime, that'll be a, a really cool trend to watch. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, yeah. Summertime. I mean, uh, a lot of time, I guess, you know, but you know, student athletes are always in the gym working out and nobody really talks about, I guess, can you mention that? You know, you were a coach and at Hawaii and Pepperdine, the schedules that student athletes face. I mean, people kind of think like, whoa, they're just, uh, you know, they, they go work out, they eat like everybody else, they study like everybody else. And I had time to do a job. There's not too much time in the day for a student mm-hmm. athlete, especially at a, a very uh, competitive division one level. Um, I mean, can you kind of explain to maybe our listeners and kind yeah. of give them a little insight into what like a student athlete actually does? Yeah. So actually I, I reconnected with some of my players last weekend and we were laughing about their schedule, which was also my schedule. But um, when I was at Hawaii, we had the girls out on the beach uh, Monday through Saturday from six to 9 AM for our training, uh, which meant that they were getting to, cause we didn't have a, a facility 
or uh, beach level courts on campus yet. So they actually had to all pile into a van on campus, wow. um, drive down to Waikiki Beach. Terrible training facility right now. It's beautiful tough, down there. But they horrible, were horrible around, time. <laughs> around uh, like 5.15 in the morning to set up all the nets um, to be ready at about 5.45 to get going, run through that three-hour practice. They drive back up to carry. We break down the nets at 9, uh, so about 9.30. They're back up at campus to go to classes. And then in the afternoon, they're hitting uh, the weight room or conditioning, I think, for two hours or so, and then required study hall essentially after that and their days were structured down to the you know 15 minute mark really essentially Mm -hmm. and then getting in for rehab and any kind of video coaches meetings that kind of thing as well like it is absolutely insane um and i think Mm -hmm. that on the nil side of that that's obviously everyone's concerned like is this going to be something that affects athletes and their academics are they just going to say oh would i take a thousand dollars or go to class um which i think there are going to probably going to be some scenarios like that, but it'll be interesting to again, track like what, what um, a lot of schools have been partnering with the Brander group for group licensing and whatnot, which is more of a passive way for them to make money off of their NIL. They're not going to make as much money as doing deals just one-on-one with companies or whatnot. But I think that that might be a really good opportunity for those athletes that are absolutely strapped for time and, 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 you know, want to stay on top of their academics, of course. Absolutely. So how do you, in general, I know you're mentioning the group deals and we've been kind of following along, especially with Brander and some of these other, that seems like a pretty great opportunity, especially for maybe sports that wouldn't get as much attention, um, just for athletes to really take advantage. And what do you think about that? I know you said, obviously the the money isn't necessarily going to be as big because it's going to be offered to everyone, but um, just how do you feel about that offering this opportunity for maybe lesser followed or lesser funded sports, giving those students the opportunity to kind of be out in the community, get the opportunity to promote themselves? What about the best? Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think those are some really cool opportunities. And I, I really like the ones that are like bringing in some athletes from different sports and whatnot to fulfill whatever the brand, you know, their marketing objectives are. Um, the ones that are really interesting that I don't think anyone really saw coming were the full team deals, like, mm-hmm. uh, at Miami and BYU, um, those type of deals. I mean, I look at them and I'm like, that's a great recruiting incentive for that coach because whether it's breaking, I mean, it's not breaking the rules, but at the same time, if I had, if my whole team at university of Hawaii could make $500 a month, or if that was what brand was working with us, would I use that in recruiting pitch? I'd be like, yeah, like we, this is what happened with our athletes this, or last year, mm-hmm. no guarantees on what's happening next year, but you know, um, so that's, that's a really interesting one to follow because I think that it just keeps popping up every day. Like even today, and this isn't necessarily team deal, but the, um, the whole state of Colorado female athletes were offered an endorsement deal. Wow. Um, $500. Wow. Yeah. With a gambling company or a betting company, hmm. which is you know, interesting. Doesn't break any Colorado laws. Doesn't break any of the institutional policies. I, um, and, you know, the press release that I was reading about it was saying that the athletes won't be, you know, really doing any kind of promotion around actual gambling. It's more events-based or whatnot. but. I was like, how many athletes is that? Yeah. State of Colorado, there's a lot of colleges there, and they were going D1, D2, D3. I'm not sure about the junior colleges or NAIAs there, but yeah, it was wow. expansive. Well, yeah, just kind of thinking outside the box here. I mean, if I was a uh, company that wanted to encourage more people to 
possibly wager their money, I would like to possibly bring more sports and more things they could wager on. So, I mean, you get more people interested in in different sports like, uh, you know, volleyball, soccer for the collegiate yeah. level. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might have a, a secondary incentive. They may not be, you know, paying them directly, but, you know, you kind of you kind of get some people out there and, and all of a sudden you got some name recognition and, oh, they have a game coming up that I think they're going to win. They won the past two years. So I'm going to put 50 <laughs> bucks on them, you know. So yeah. indirectly yeah. you might see that. Yeah. And they, so the way that it was set up as well is like, so for an athlete in Colorado to take advantage of this, they have to follow them on all this, I forget the name of the company on all of their social handles. Um, and then make some, you know, Instagram posts or TikTok or whatnot about the company. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was interesting and I haven't seen with one of these deals yet is I think it said the top two athletes that have like the highest engagement rate from the post Mm -hmm. get like a bonus of like a thousand dollars or something like that. And I was like, Hey, like that's not pay for play. That is pay for, you know, your marketing skills. Interesting. That is yeah. really cool. I mean, honestly though, in terms of this is truly all about marketing. So the life skills these athletes are gaining is huge. It's huge. That's such I mean, running any business, regardless if you know, if you're actively involved in marketing, you have to do that if you if you own Want a business. Succeed, I think yeah. that's that is actually pretty interesting life skill and something I personally need to work on. So, yeah. <laughs> And for our viewers, um, Michelle mentioned a deal with, um, let's see, who was it was with BYU. So if you actually check out her Instagram tag at NIL Network, um, you can see this deal where all BYU female athletes, including walk-ons, so total of 300, um, get a compensation of $6,000 per athlete per year. And in return, you can kind of look at the post and read more, but post, make a post, wear the swag, kind of represent the brand of uh, Smarty Streets. So, um, yeah, Michelle, that's really great content and stuff like that that people can kind of follow along with. We mm-hmm. are super interested in that kind of info, too. So that, yeah. that's really cool. And I think actually that, that BYU one was um, from last week. I'll see if I can find the, um, the one from Colorado today. Oh, yes. I posted it. Um, Maxim Bet, M-A-X-I-M-B-E-T, offers statewide NIL deal to every NCAA female student athlete in Colorado. So it is wow. not junior college or NAIA, but D1 through D3. Wow. Still huge. Wow. And I guess it's been updated to say that there might, uh, University of Colorado might be a potential conflict because they have their own deal with points bet. So they've already got. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of gambling in Colorado. Uh, Interesting. (laughs) And you know, they gave, uh, there was that big story of the barstool sports putting out there and just being like, Hey, how many people want to be a whatever stoolie athlete, barstool athlete, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of people were kind of giving them, you know, hesitation, like, Hey, this company is also could be associated with something or may or may not be associated with something do you want to be associated or maybe not associated with that company? Um, and part of that was gambling, you know, because they did a deal recently um, in that kind of industry. So it's kind of interesting how it's already state by state. We see different differences happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's going to be what we think is going to be super interesting to kind of trend and follow along the way. Yeah, the, the Barstool thing is crazy, too. I think I saw a stat from last week that they've signed 25% of all NCAA athletes, which is like 125,000. Just like that. That's, it's wild. That's the power of social networking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it truly is. You make a post and... Power <laughs> of their brand, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is. We were looking on their Instagram and, 
it is nice how they're highlighting all the all their athletes. Everyone's getting equal attention. It really, I mean, what a platform to be on. So yeah. it's it's interesting. All these opportunities are very interesting. I'm very excited to see where this goes. And we really love following your website and your posts. This is so yeah, anyone again, it's NIL Network on Instagram, NILnetwork.com. Michelle's got some amazing information for everyone. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> Check it out. And um, if you want to reach Michelle, how can you be most easily reached? Yeah. Um, you can shoot me an email. I'm always happy to chat all things NIL. Um, Michelle at NILnetwork.com or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there too, checking out all the um, what all the athletes are doing, all the deals of the day and what's going on. So we are talking about deals before we wrap this up. So we like to call NIL deals nillies. <laughs> and I know we've talked about several, but what if you could talk about one nilly today, what would be your nilly of the week or of the moment what do you think what's your most interesting i think think maybe i'll go with my overall like biggest surprise cool nilly thing that i think has seen happen in the last three months now um is really college athletes like using their nil for good Mm -hmm. you've seen so many that have created um or done fundraising campaigns for a good cause or put together um a different website where people can donate to a cause or giving back their proceeds or even making appearances with groups and or running clinics and camps for free and you know obviously if the athletes need the money take the money make money off your nil but i think it's such a cool thing that's come out of this for athletes to really own their likeness and be able to go out and lift up their community um has been just a really, really cool thing to see. Absolutely. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, what that's... a nice Nilly, Michelle. <laughs> so positive. Thank you. We need more of that in this show. So much positivity. We love it. That really is cool. And uh, I guess, gosh, we leave every guest with the question, you know, Santa Cruz, beautiful place. I'm, I bet you just are tough, tough life out there in that beautiful weather. But Crocs with socks, what's your thoughts? What's the, where are we? What's our location? <laughs> Your house right now. But what's our activity? <laughs> <laughs> Just day-to-day life, Crocs with socks to the store. No. Nope. I agree. No. My <laughs> my mother rocks that look and I give her um, some beef about it every time. <laughs> However, I do think there's a place for them potentially around the campfire. Like if you're out camping and you know what? Those Crocs are waterproof. You can go dip in the creek and not have to worry about um any rocks or anything like that i think there's a place for, for crocs so, there's some, so you're just anti-croc in general so regardless of crocs with socks no, without socks no, she's, except for camping except for, oh duh, but she duh. doesn't she's not a crocker i think there's a secret croc in the wardrobe somewhere over there in santa cruz <laughs> I, I think we have a pair of some pink crocs in those <laughs> only if my mother snuck them in <laughs> she's pushing them <laughs> Pushing them. A croc pusher. Well, we'll see if croc does any NIL deals. That would be it. I mean, the Gators. They actually used to be a, a big headline sponsor for the professional beach volleyball tour. Um, ABP, I think, in the early, uh, gosh, or maybe mid, early 2000s. I don't know. Oh. Um, but yeah, they were, it was the crocs tour. So I'm surprised uh, that you don't love them more. She said former. She said former. We got to get them back. There's Crocs, a real you want to get a fan? Crocs you got to come back. Community. Yeah. <laughs> a huge fallout. No one's talking about. Oh, awesome. oh, wonderful. Well, Michelle, thank you so much. This has been so fun. And um, 
this has been great. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and we are going to follow your efforts. We hope everybody else does. Michelle's doing some really great work, and it's really important what what you're um, trying to do. You know, someone's going to have to put the puzzle together. These are all pieces, and they're all over the place. So, I um, mean, this might be a 3D 800 jigsaw puzzle, but we are hoping like that it. you knock it, it out like of the it. park. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Anytime. We loved speaking with Michelle this week. You can reach us at contact at victoryfi.com or on Instagram at name image likeness podcast. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review the pod and catch you next time.